Hello and welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy, and here we are shouting earth again. We shout it a lot, don't we? And people in the streets and audiences sitting in seats, too, are pretty quick to shout it along with us. People encountering the phrase for the first time are often delighted. There's an understanding that we want to be enthusiastic for the earth right now. When the earth is in her crisis, also, there's a calling out for a bit of religion. I think people want, we, we want something stronger in our activism. Am I right? Perhaps we're promising ourselves that we'll pursue power, a kind of power for the earth that has been denied us by the, you know, the mediocrity and the stupidity of the money-making. Shouting earth is a plea for the earth to come into us. Now, the Church of Stop Shopping is in two different cities, New York and London. Hello, Londoners. We have a wonderful church in London now as well, a sister church. So we are located in these two centers of empire. And the history of our cities, countries, we've damaged the earth terribly as well as human beings, and we're trying to bring the earth back to the center of these places and to the center, the center of ourselves. We're, trying to, we're pleading for meaning in our lives beyond, beyond what we've had, something new, something ancient, calling for some direct touch by the earth. Oh, please, come into us now with your beauty and your pleasure and the meditation that we can have, a new kind of understanding of the gift of life. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah now. Earth hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 
As fall turns to winter across this nation, many millions will converge on centers of worship, large and small, to celebrate and give thanks to a familiar God. He tells us to buy now and pay later. He tempts us with promises of endless credit as he leads us down the path to eternal debt. Tis the season to be shopping. There's just one more thing you have to do before the end of the year, and that is shop yourself silly. We're saying, you know, look, we can't just let the terrorists win and just stay home. Millions of Americans are hitting the stores. Tradition on this Black Friday is get out and shop until you drop. We used to be a nation of producers and are now a nation of consumers. American stores could already fit every man, woman, and child in North America, South America, and Europe inside them at one time. We have to have that or it won't be a happy holiday. For the first time since the Great Depression, our household personal savings rate is below zero, and 60% of us are in long-term debt on our credit cards. We now spend under one hour a week in religious or spiritual time, and over five hours a week shopping. Over 15 million Americans may be clinically addicted to it. People saw that there is very limited supply and they were behaving like animals. Mm. I just like to say, as I always say, sometimes I enjoy my diamond ring much more than I enjoy my husband. If you feed something that she doesn't like, she said, oh, mommy, I don't like farts. If she actually goes potty. You know people will run over a pregnant woman to get to the item they want. There is no, no surprise there. Three quarters of us view Christmas with more dread than anticipation. Yet we'll spend half a trillion dollars on Christmas this year and create five million tons of extra waste. Some say it's all gotten out of control. The Church of Stop Shopping is planning what it calls a shopocalypse tour. Drive the demons out of those cash registers. Reverend Billy, uh, what is the mission? What is it you're trying to tell people? We're trying to get them to slow down their consumption, amen. We're, we're addicted and we're conflicted. We're hypnotized, consumerized. <laughs> Only 30 days of shopping till Christmas. Stop it! Slow down your consumption!
Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Global retail e-commerce traffic reached a record 22 billion monthly visits and a staggering 26.7 trillion U.S. dollars in sales. By the end of this year, Asia is set to account for 50% of the world's total online retail sales, most of which take place in China, currently the world's leading country by retail e-commerce sales. In 2020, the shipping and return of products accounted for 37% of the total greenhouse gas emissions. Three billion trees are pulped yearly to produce 241 million tons of shipping cartons. And of the 86 million tons of plastic packaging produced globally each year, not even 14% is recycled. Global waste levels increase by around 30% during the Christmas period. In China, statistics from the State Post Bureau showed that the country's courier handled 83 billion express parcels in 2020 alone, which accounted for 1.8 million tons of plastic waste and nearly 10 million tons of paper waste. In 1950, the world produced more than 2 million tons of plastic per year. By 2016, that number had soared to 242 million tons, accounting for 12% of all municipal solid waste. It is estimated that by 2030, the number of delivery vehicles will increase by 36%, reaching approximately 7.2 million vehicles. This will not only result in an increase of about 6 million tons of CO2 emissions, but it will also increase average commutes by 21% as vehicles will take longer to travel due to higher traffic congestion. When the iPhone was released in 2007, 1.4 million units were sold that year. Now, the same amount of phones are sold every two and a half days. Amazon, the world's largest online retailer, said its carbon footprint rose 18% in 2021, concurrent with the company's terrific growth during the pandemic. According to its own sustainability report, Amazon emitted nearly 72 million metric tons of carbon dioxide last year, a 40% increase in just three years. Of all plastics produced worldwide today, nearly 40% are used for food and drink packaging. The U.S. shopper spends an average of $1,000 on Christmas presents every year. The United States alone produces an estimated 42 million metric tons of plastic waste each year, more than any other country in the world. Most of it occurs in grocery shops. A Greenpeace UK report found that every year seven of that country's top supermarkets are responsible for generating almost 60 billion pieces of plastic packaging, a staggering 2,000 pieces for each household. And in the European Union, the estimated packaging waste per capita was 178.1 kilograms, or roughly 400 pounds, with paper and cardboard making up the bulk of it, followed by plastic and glass. In the U.S., 2 billion Christmas cards are mailed every year, with enough paper to fill a football field 10 stories high. More than 38,000 miles of ribbon are thrown away and usually end up in landfills. Over the holidays, Americans discard half their total yearly paper waste, mostly holiday wrapping and decorations, about 9 billion tons. 
and each person wastes almost 100 pounds of food. The carbon footprint of a real tree is way lower than a plastic one. The Carbon Trust estimates that a two-meter plastic tree has a carbon footprint of around 40 kilograms CO2, more than double that of a real tree, especially one that ends its life in a landfill. In the UK, deliveries from Black Friday sales were estimated to release over 429,000 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions. That's the equivalent of 435 return flights from London to New York. Cotton production uses 23% of the world's insecticides, and in 2020, less than 1% of cotton was recycled. Less than 10% of the global textile market is composed of recycled materials. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, 82.2 million tons of containers and packaging were discarded in the U.S. in 2021. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, U.S. households throw away 25% more trash than any other time of year. 20 companies are responsible for producing 55% of all the single-use plastic waste in the world, with ExxonMobil leading the pack. Transitioning away from single-use plastics will take more than corporate leadership and enlightened capital markets. It will require immense political will. This is underscored by the high degree of state ownership in these polymer producers. An estimated 30% of the sector by value is state-owned, with Saudi Arabia, China, and the United Arab Emirates the top three. 80% of people displaced by the climate crisis are women. One-third of annual global emissions occur during the holiday season. E-waste is the fastest-growing waste stream in the world. Between 50 and 60 million tons are produced every year. The e-waste discarded in 2021 alone weighs more than the Great Wall of China, the heaviest man-made structure in the world. 75 to 80 percent of e-waste is shipped to countries in Africa and Asia, where poor and marginalized communities suffer health and environmental consequences. In 2030, e-waste is projected to hit 81.6 million U.S. tons, an amount that could fill more than 100 Empire State buildings. Over a third of the world's food that's produced gets lost or wasted each year, even though 37% of the world's population will experience food insecurity this year. And in this season of feasting, some facts about food. According to the USDA, in the United States alone, 30 to 40% of the food supply is wasted. Half of all produce is thrown away in the U.S. because it is too ugly to eat. This amounts to 60 million tons of fruit and vegetables. Ugly fruit and vegetables make up a third of all wasted food. In Europe, 40 to 60% of fish caught are discarded because they do not meet supermarket quality standards. Nearly 50% is discarded in the United States. A survey conducted by Respect Food reported that 63% of people don't know the difference between use-by and best-before dates. Use-by dates indicate perishable items. Best-before can be eaten after the given date but won't be at its highest quality. Food waste is the number one material in U.S. landfills, accounting for 24% of all municipal solid waste. When the food in landfill rots, it produces methane, which is one of the most powerful greenhouse gas emissions. About 6 to 8% of all human-caused greenhouse gas emissions could be reduced if we just stop wasting food. The United Nations has designated food waste as one of the top three emitters of greenhouse gases. 
agriculture accounts for 70% of the world's water use. By throwing out two pounds of beef, you are wasting 50,000 liters of water used to produce the meat and nearly 1,000 liters for a glass of milk poured down the drain. A 2020 report found that up to 80% of purchases on Black Friday and their packaging are sent to landfills, incinerated, or are subject to low-quality recycling. 54% of consumers polled worldwide are willing to change their holiday purchasing habits to reduce environmental impacts, and 44% reported that they would take sustainability into consideration while shopping. And now, the sounds of extinction. Shopping.
But what really gets me down is that damn convenience. back again how are you the uprising for the earth the worldwide revolution by everyday people is inevitable it's starting now people are rising up for the earth and they're doing this for one reason they want to survive we want to live if nature doesn't live then my family won't either that common sense is coming into all of us now and the form that this uprising will take will be different in different places. Um, yes, the police will, 
They'll use live information in some societies. In other places, there are more protections from democratic people in place in governments. However it will take place, it will take place. And it will, it will, some countries will be able to do more sooner. But it will become general because we all share this common sense. We know there is a poison, life is in danger, my life too and my family, and the poison. What is the poison? CO2, methane, the emissions of big oil and plastics and industrial industrial agriculture and, and the regime of oil. But right, right now we have an immediate goal, stop big oil. Now, different kinds of language will come at us. By 2030, by 2040, by 2050, by 2060, the, the promises and exaggerations by governments, by corporations, by the polluters themselves, we've gotten used to that. And that won't stop us. We know that we are in danger. There's the poison. Here we are. We are life. We are nature ourselves. And we won't go lightly. We will not, we will not agree with the sacrifice that is being required of us for this particular economy to go forward, this big oil economy. We're saying no to that. We know, we know too many of us are dying. And just nature is showing us dramas on levels we've never seen before. The Himalayan mountains are melting. The biggest currents of air and deep ocean are changing direction. We know this, we see this. Now, recently, we have had very encouraging uprisings. And to one degree or another, defending life has been a part of it. Black Lives Matter, the chanting women of the rapist in your path, Standing Rock, the Yellow Vest movement, the Black Dog movement of Chile, Occupy Wall Street. We've seen this happening. We've been a part of it. Great numbers of people coming into public plazas demanding change. And we've seen the military encirclement. We've seen the name calling from corporate information. We've seen winter weather has ended some of these movements because they've been outdoors. I sense, you know, this will happen again, but the earth uprising will end the CO2 and methane emissions. They will, they will be stopped. It is so simple. There's the poison. Here's my life. End the poison. That, that is not politics. <laughs> That's one of, the, one of the finger pointing claims that will be made against us is this is radical politics. We'll be called terrorists, we'll be called every sort of name. Eventually there'll be so many of us saying, well, this is my life, this is my family's life. There is this poison. That is not a good economy. Let's find another way. Instructions from politicians who are defending big oil. They have their armies of lawyers and courts and police. But we have this simple common sense. There's the poison. This is my life. Stop poisoning me. <laughs>